All right, Dan Talks listeners, we have a, a major problem on our hands. I just spent a weekend in Madison, Wisconsin for my cousin Abby and now cousin-in-law Justin's wedding. And uh, I had the absolute best time ever. And I would like to shout out to everybody in Madison, Wisconsin for having such livable, beautiful, happy, nice lives. <laughs> we stayed in this rental house that was a beautiful neighborhood and I spent some time on the University of Wisconsin campus and the Capitol building overlooks the entire city you can google image it it's beautiful and there are these two giant lakes that border the town and the city I should say and uh, it was an amazing an amazing weekend and the person I ended up talking to was the event manager at the rehearsal brunch <laughs> who uh, I could tell was one of my own. And I quickly got his number and said, okay, well, are you free on Monday? We're going to do a Dan talk. And uh, I went to his apartment, which is a very uh, proper one-bedroom in Madison, and talked to him about his life. And his name is Eric, spelled A-R-I-K. And he grew up in Wisconsin uh, went to New York City and modeled for a long time, and then uh, has been back in Wisconsin for about four years. So I think he's a really interesting guy, really, really likable, and has a really interesting story. So I hope you all enjoy it. Mwah. We met at my cousin Abby's and Justin, my now my cousin-in-law, uh, rehearsal brunch. Uh-huh. Uh, two days, two nights ago. Yep. Um, and you're the bartender. Yep. And I, I, my gaydar was going off, which was good. Yeah. And um, I waited till you're nearby, and the football was playing to say, what? What did I say? You said, "I love a white pant moment." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. I was like, "Oh, he's gay." All right. <laughs> right. And then you said, "Right." I think I said, "The tight white pants are the best part of football." And oh yeah. Said, yes, they are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that. And then it was fun because that was my first time um, being. Uh, like being gay with my mom there. Really? Kind of. I mean, it's not like we're in a bar and I'm picking up. Sure. Not that I feel like I was picking you up, but I was just like putting out the yeah. gay vibe, and it was my, the first time my mom was like witness to that. Yeah. Don't do that too much. It's gonna fuck the audience. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and what's interesting is you grew up in Madison. Uh, yeah, well, Fond du Lac. It's a smaller town. Fond du Lac. Yeah. Wow, I love the names out here. All right. What are the two lakes? Uh, Minona and Mendota. Monona and Mendota. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, where did you go to college? Um, so I did two years at uh, UW Fond du Lac. UW Fond du Lac. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of a, that's part of a saying that I am forgetting right now. But where in Wisconsin is that? Uh, so it's, um, it's an hour north of Madison, um, and it is a French term for foot of the lake, uh-huh. and it's the bottom of Lake Winnebago. Uh-huh. So that's how it got its name. And uh, it's a lovely little conservative town. Did you grow up there? Yeah, so I did. Okay. And then I moved. And went to college there? Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah so then I, and then, I, uh, and then I moved to New York shortly after. Was it fun being the prettiest boy in Fond du Lac? <laughs> well, You probably you like had your pick of the litter probably, right? There wasn't really many. I didn't really date anybody in Fond du Lac ever. Was there a litter to pick from? Um, no. No, there wasn't. <laughs> Like, there was, like, an LGBT club at my high school, which was pretty progressive. Uh-huh. Um, but I just didn't... 
I just wasn't relating to them. What does that mean? Like, they were kind of known as, like, the freaks, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I didn't know how I felt or what if I wanted to be labeled yet, so I just kind of did my own thing. And you weren't out, per se? No. When did you come out? Uh, I think it was, like, 21. Yeah. Okay, so it was after college, basically. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you did two years, and then you, did you decide to leave college? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And moved to New York. Right. And what informed that decision besides, there's nothing for me here? <laughs> well, I was dating somebody, um, and we were together for two and a half, three years. And, um, he, From, like, 18 to 21? Yeah. How'd you meet online? Uh, we met online, yeah, on, on MySpace, actually. MySpace? Yeah. Common interests were gymnastics. We were both gymnasts, and he was really, really good, so I was just commenting on the videos he would post and just like praising him like he was really good where was he uh he went and he was in racine so that was like two hours from me oh in wisconsin yeah dream yeah definitely did you how did you meet what was your first meeting we met at the mall in milwaukee (gasps) where all the gays have their first date yeah (laughs) and we just like walked around the mall and we're just like silly and had auntie hands and yeah it was cute it was really cute and uh you kiss in the mall? I can't remember. No, we kissed in the car. Aww. Yeah. Um, he was the sweetest, though. Aww. He was an interesting person because um, he was, like, a genius. Like, a total genius. Mm-hmm. Um, both of his parents were physicians. Um, I had never seen a house, like, that big before. Oh, you <laughs> saw his house? Yeah. No, we were, yeah, we, we were really close. Well, I guess for three years, yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to have dates every, like, periodically, like, yeah. every few, couple months. Yes. So you'd always, like, pick your outfit and get nervous and mm-hmm. make sure your hair was right. That's fine. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And you would leave college for the weekend and no one cared and you, like, wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. Did your parents know? I guess not. Well, eventually they did. Um, eventually, he, he was, like, he helped me come out. Uh-huh. And he, like, he was so okay with it. His parents knew. And it was so awesome that he kind of held my hand through the process. Uh-huh. And, um... And then I just was head over heels for him, so I just didn't care. I'm like, yeah, this is my boyfriend. He would come to our Christmas, and, like, he would have, I would go to his, and we would travel together with, like, his family and my family, and, um, yeah, we were really close. Wow. Did you think you were going to get married? Yes. Was absolutely. he your first boy you were ever mm-hmm. with? Yeah. Ever? First ever. hookup? Ever? Yeah. So you had all your firsts with him? Everything, yeah. Were you with girls before? Yeah, I mean... All the way, though? No, not okay. all the way. But, um, I was. I had girlfriends. Um, well, that's fun because you can like talk forever and yeah, like yeah. hold each other's hand and it's nice. Yeah, um, still friends with all the girls that I dated actually. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> but he, you thought that he was going to be your husband. Yeah, and you were going to be fine with just having slept with one guy and then that's it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was that the Midwestern thing? Like it was just like we were like a match made in heaven. Honestly. Uh-huh. So what made you break up? Um, this is. He took his own life when he was 21, yeah. And we were living together at the time, and uh, he had been, he was was very depressed. He, like, had, like, a career-ending injury uh, at Penn State. In gymnastics. In gymnastics, and it just, like, shook him, you know what I mean? Like, when you're so dedicated to a sport like that, and it's your whole life, and then all of a sudden it's just taken away from you. It's like, how do you function, you know what I mean? So yeah. He had a really hard time adapting and actually left Penn State and came back home to just kind of like regroup. But he kind of spiraled out of control and um, 
you know, like when we first started dating, I noticed certain things that like he would his mood would like fluctuate dramatically sometimes and but overall like we were, we were very happy together. Mm-hmm. Um you know, his parents said that they hadn't seen him so happy in years, you know, so it was I never felt like obligated to spend time with him, but I also felt like I was kind of helping him. You know what I mean? As he yeah. helped me, I helped him. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it just it just never got better, you know. Mm-hmm. So um that was uh in April two thousand and eight, I believe. Yeah. And um and so like that's really it was really hard for me too, obviously. Like I found him in our bed in our bedroom, um, before I was like going to work at the YMCA. It's a lifeguard. And it just like shook me and I couldn't focus anymore, like, in school, so I dropped out of college because of it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was, like, being pursued by a modeling agent in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, this is all I can think of, like, to just get away from all of this. So I was, like, button. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I ended up at going to meet with him in New York. Um, was Were you his first boyfriend? Mm-hmm. And his first boy he was ever with? Yeah. So you were each other's first everything yeah mm-hmm. was you obviously didn't go to work that day no I didn't I called and said I'm sorry my my boyfriend's dead and you never did you was there any part of you that saw it coming well um he had attempted it in the past but that was like when he was at home with his parents and it was always like he would just take a bunch of pills and then they would send him to like a rehab hospital and I would visit him in the hospitals and everything, but I was so young, like, I didn't even know about suicide, and I didn't know that people could be that depressed, like, I mean, my brain was still, like, developing at the time, and Did I you just... think that, what did you think? Did you understand that he was attempting suicide? Kind of, but at the same time, no, I'm like, he, I just, it just, I, I wasn't able to grasp the concept, um, at that age, and, uh, it became so real so quickly, you know? Yeah. I just, like, remember uh, at my apartment and obviously calling 911 immediately. And they came, and I just remember, like, collapsing onto the ground. And, um, you know, like, I remember them pronouncing him dead, and, like, and I just was, like, in shock, you know what I mean? And then it was really weird because, um, like, an investigator was asking me some really tough questions, like, of course, like, like, they need to do that, but it was really bizarre that they were like, did you have anything to do with this? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and of course, no, I mean, like, and I was, like, in absolute shock. Yeah. So they let me leave, and I just, like, left, and I drove to a friend's house, and I just, like, that and just my life had changed forever, like in that moment. Yes. Yeah. What was the and perhaps some innocence was lost. Oh yeah. And definitely. and like your heart was just like, did it feel like it was taken out out of you? Oh yeah. Like That's you were hollowed out. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Do you want to see a picture of him? Sure. Okay. I got one right here. <laughs> <laughs> you keep a physical picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's Alexis Trotter. Oh my gosh. Look at you guys. Handsome boys. Yeah. Wow, Alexis? Alexis, yeah. He was Lithuanian. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. So his dad was black, his mom was Lithuanian, and uh, and yeah, so he had two younger siblings, the three younger siblings, um, twin boys, which were like football stars here in Madison, uh-huh. and then his sister Alana is like in medical school right now, and a good friend of mine. Wow. Yeah. Do you talk to him? Alexis? Did I talk to him? Like, do you, like, oh, all like the time. pray and talk yeah. to him and think about what he would do in the situation and what he would say, etc.? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, he still makes me happy. I still am angry, I guess, because, like, where would I have been if that didn't happen? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just was so derailed. So yeah. I'm, like, angry, but also, like, we could have been happy, you know what I mean, if he would have right. just held on and, like, gotten the right help that he needed. It could have been different. Do you feel any guilt? Um, no, I don't actually. I, well, well, I guess maybe a little bit, but, um, not to say that I think you should obviously, mm -hmm. but a lot of people who are close to victims of, no, I, um, I did everything that I could to make that boy smile, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you have a healthy separation between what your responsibilities were and what his were. Yeah. And you understandably still have some anger around how he wasn't able to yeah hold up his end of the bargain Mm -hmm. in a certain way yeah so i think that's normal (laughs) Mm -hmm. so new york was the exit button for you yeah how do you get pursued by modeling agency when you go to uw myspace on myspace Mm -hmm. so so wilhelmina at wilhelmina messaged you on myspace yeah was it wilhelmina no it wasn't wilhelmina it was a it was a company called uh msa model service agency Uh uh-huh um and it was, it was just like, the agent was just like, hey, this is blah, from New York, uh, saw your pictures, you're, you know, you really got it going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, would you like to meet sometime? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Because they had been pursuing me like before Lex even died. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, no, 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 no. You know, you're like, I'm kind of focusing on my education yes. and like, I've got this and that and like everything. And then, you know, what else, what else am I to do? You know what I mean? After... Yeah experiencing that it's like get me the fuck out of the situation right yeah then everything reminds you of it yeah yeah and you didn't continue to live in the apartment Mm-mm, nope that that was the last day i was in there wow you never slept in the apartment again no that's no, understandable mm-hmm. and when how soon after did you move to new york um fairly soon i went out and met them and i was there for about a week did you stay in a nice hotel yeah it was okay i mean they paid for it they paid for my flight right. um that's kind of posh yeah, first class, I, mean, I felt... You flew first class? They flew me first class. What a dichotomy of my whole world has ended, yet now I'm on like a first class flight to New York. I know. A modeling agency. Yeah. How did you hold both of those experiences together, or were you numb to it? I was pretty numb. I just like... I was just, I was just so broken, and I just also wanted to survive. And I wanted to like continue living my life, and... Um, I don't know, I just... Did you ever have a suicidal tendency yourself? Um, no, I would, I have not had any suicidal thoughts, but, um, I take, like, an antidepressant. Yeah. Which helps. Since that experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps, it just keeps me level. Yeah. So, obviously, it went well when you went to New York. Yeah. What was it like being there for the first time? I remember the first thing I thought when I w- walked out of, like, the... It was Grand Central or something. No, I was at, um, uh... Penn Station. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I'm like, oh, I love New York. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like the classic, 
and it was like a true feeling. I was like, wow, I love it here. Yeah. And of course, at that point, I didn't even know where, like, that I was like right near Times Square and all that crap. And like, they just picked me up and we went to the agency, which was in the Empire State Building, which was kind of cool. Uh huh. And we went up to like the 72nd floor. <laughs> and I just like met everybody. There's like other models there. And, um, and then they took like Polaroids. And then I, they started sending me places, like, and meeting other people and like, people that were interested in shooting me already and all this stuff. But it just happened really fast. Wow. Did you feel as good looking as the other people there? No, of course not. You felt uglier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I didn't feel like I was tall enough. I didn't feel like I was, like, buff enough. I didn't feel like... I, I, didn't, I didn't... I'm like, I can't believe, like, you guys want me here. But if uh-huh. you do, then I will per- participate. <laughs> uh-huh. And also, yeah. a model is different from a, a, an attractive person in that a model is meant to be looked at, not necessarily... They're, oh, yeah. they're supposed to make you, like, stop and look at them. Which doesn't mean that they're, like, the most beautiful person. Yeah. Because sometimes the most symmetrical face, you know, it's easy to, to look at and look away. That's true. I've never... Yeah, I never Did you that. think that they were sort of alien-ish? Kind of, yeah. Models in New York, especially, it's like... They're, it feels like they're another breed of person. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I agree. Because <coughs> um. they're able to farm the entire world for, mm-hmm. like, this type of person. So there's, like, no town or no actual place on earth where these type of people all come together except these like highly curated wow experiences yeah right interesting yeah absolutely did you get that when you were there no did you just i just think uh, wow <laughs> i mean it's, it's true that like me being from wisconsin they're like oh wholesome wisconsin boy coming through you right. know what i mean like, blonde hair blue eye yeah they just uh they always knew me as just like a nice kind person <laughs> so and did you already have like a six-pack and like a nice body at the time yeah uh-huh yeah do you now under your clothes no yeah kind of but not, as, uh-huh. not like it was when i was like 20 uh-huh know? um how old are you now 32 okay yeah and so you showed up there when you were 22 yeah and stayed there for eight years seven seven years yeah seven years mm-hmm. and what was the first job you booked for modeling? Are you going there like America's Next Top Model with your portfolio? And yeah, like, yeah. Sitting on the folding chair in the hallway and then you go in and they see your walk and... Everything, yeah. It's exactly how it is. But you know, um, my first one that I booked was French Connection. And it was like this great brand and like this awesome store. Um, very European. And I just... I was so proud of myself. And mm-hmm. I got to keep one of the jackets. And like, yeah. I loved that jacket. Um... <laughs> I mean, it was not an easy job at all because if you have like seven to ten, they're called go-sees or castings yes. to go to. We know from ANTM. Oh, yeah. A go-see. Yeah. And they're exactly. across town and you have to figure out how to get there. And you have to figure out how to get there. And it's like seven to ten interviews in a row. Like uh-huh. one is hard enough, but uh-huh. doing it over and over and over again. And what do they ask you in the interview? I don't know. How long have you been here? What have you done? Let me see your book. And like, they just want to see your personality and like, kind of, if you're yeah. a fit for the brand. Sometimes they would make you like dance and sometimes you what? would have to like, you know, be mad or happy. Or like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> be mad. Okay. So be mad for us right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's really on the spot. It's like very much like improv and like, it's, it's crazy. It was crazy. Wow. Cause yeah. not everything is a photo shoot or a runway. Oh. Like there's all these different marketing oh, yeah. campaigns that require these different skills. Yeah. One time I was like dressed as like a clown in Central Park and I felt ridiculous. Uh-huh. But the <laughs> like a was good. fashion clown. I'm just like, oh my God. There's oh like really? So many people. Yeah. Was it a photo shoot? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, and did you live in a model apartment that was like five bedrooms? For um, a short time I did. Yeah. 
It was uh, in Herald Square. Uh-huh. And it was very, very nice. I loved it. Did yeah. they provide it? Yeah. And um, I loved the other guys that lived in it. I was yeah. always so afraid that they were going to be like wild party animals or yeah. like like sex fiends or something. Yeah. And, like it really wasn't. Like everyone was just like very nice and normal. Uh-huh. Um, and, and good looking. Yeah. Really nice looking. <laughs> um, I loved That was a good experience for sure. Did you get... Did you... What was it like being around like all attractive people a lot of the time uh well it was fun because they they would invite like groups of us out to like big like parties and like nice clubs and stuff and yeah. like just like to have to fill the room with like attractive people paper the house yeah <laughs> so that was really cool because we would be treated so well but none of us deserved it like at all well I mean, deserving we, isn't, is irrelevant <laughs> yeah it was just weird because it's not something you like you prepare for it's just like here just stand here and and here's money <laughs> yeah yeah how would you did you make good money yeah it would vary um i think i got a check for like 10 grand one time for doing what just like a shoot like a like a spread a photo for shoot yeah for a clothing company for a magazine yeah um for a magazine mm-hmm. oh like an editorial yeah oh cool yeah and so I felt like really wealthy. Yes. And, um, and I still didn't have very many bills, you know, like. Because they're paying for the apartment. Yeah. So you like have your Trader Joe's bill and then drinks are usually paid for. Basically. And like you don't need an unlimited Metro card. Do you yeah. take cabs? I would take cabs a lot. But I, I had no problem navigating the train system. Yeah. I mean, I hated it in the summer when it was really right. hot. But um, right. yeah. So that was pretty, pretty cool. So were you doing just modeling? Mm-hmm. For the At first time? was, yep. And how long were you doing just modeling? Uh, probably about three years. Of just modeling? Yeah. And you're like going to the gym, eating kale, and doing these things, yeah. and you have three days off, and then you have seven days in a row. And Lemongrass then... shots, cayenne pepper shots, like oh all gosh. these like cleansing things. Wow. Yeah. And um, I assume you started traveling too. But, yeah. Yeah. And what happened? Did things dry up a little more after three years, or did you decide, I don't want to keep doing just this? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I just... I started to see the industry for like what it was and how it's just like, it's creating, I mean, it makes people, it, it's like a false reality. It's not real. It's a fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah. And like everybody, you know, in like Wisconsin or wherever looks through the magazines and thinks it's like real and like, it's not. Right. At all. Right. I'm like, I want a real life. Like I want like a home and I want like a backyard and I want like. My car, I missed my car and all these things, like, you know. So it was like, gradually I just started moving into like, like other lines of work and, um, I had started making really good friends, um, and, uh, yeah, I actually, I helped open, um, Lady Gaga's father's restaurant. You worked at Joanne? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's a block away from my aunt. Oh, really? I live in New York, yeah. It was amazing because I lived on 63rd, and that's on 68th. And right. It was just, like, it was, it was just, like, so serendipitous. Um, and I just loved working with them. Um, her dad is a, is a jerk, but he wasn't a jerk to me, but he was a uh -huh. jerk to a lot of people. Uh -huh. um, and her mother... The Germanatus. The Germanatus, yeah. Uh -huh. Her mom is fabulous and yes. the kindest person, and then her sister Natalie worked there as a host. Yeah, right. And, um... Did you know I'm um, at her boyfriend Alex... Oh, uh, Natalie's? Yeah. I don't remember. He's her. from my hometown in Maine. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's he went to the new school and they met somehow. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. I don't remember her having a boyfriend. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, 
Stephanie would come in. I met her twice, uh -huh. which is very cool. And she is just like this tall. Really? She's like actually 5'2". She's <laughs> super tiny. Wow. But it's just like amazing what camera angles and stuff can do yes. to a person. <laughs> and those Alexander McQueen shoes, etc. Yeah, exactly. Like she is so much larger than life on the TV, but yeah. in person it's just like she's a teeny tiny. Was she wearing a jean jacket and a... No, she was in a black dress. And then the second time she came in with like a... It was like a long fur trained coat. Uh-huh. And it like swept through the whole restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was really cool. Did you get that job off the internet or you walked by? No, um, I didn't. Uh, I was working at another restaurant called The Lamb's Club on uh, 44th. Okay. That's owned by uh, Vikram Chatwal. Does that ring a bell? No. He's like a sleazy socialite. Um, okay. Like David Lindsay Lohan type. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I might know him if I saw a photo. Yeah. Um, and so the maitre d' there um, asked me if I wanted the job over there. And I said yes. Okay, wow. Yeah. That was good. And so you did that job for like a while? Mm-hmm. The Joanne job? Yeah. About two years I was there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you did more service industry stuff? Mm-hmm. And did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I really did. I meet a lot of celebrities working at a place like that. Yeah. What, what are some of the craziest ones? Well, I remember I was looking out the window. You know how Joanne is set up, right? It's like yes. you just step down yes. into it. So like the window's kind of high, <clears throat> and I was kind of like looking out the window, and all of a sudden it looked like there was um, like, a mechanical dragon outside like moving, and I'm like, what is that? And it was like the paparazzi, and all of a sudden this little girl walks in, and it was Surrey Cruz. Oh my god! <laughs> and then following was Katie Holmes. Uh huh. Right? Katie. Yes, Holmes. that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I'd never seen like the paparazzi like that before. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Because of all the cameras together. Yeah. And it was like night. And so like, it just, oh it was gosh. just like this weird, weird visual I'd never experienced before. And then you see them come in the restaurant and it's all quiet and like piano music and the candles, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you serve them? Um, no, I didn't. Who's the craziest person you served? Um. Did you serve Stephanie? Yeah. Stephanie, for sure. Well, she, did she sit at the bar? No, she said there's like this little side room, like a little private room that she would sit in. Okay, with someone? What? Was she with someone? Yeah, she was with uh, Taylor. Oh, back in those days. I yeah. love that heart ring. Yeah. The engagement ring, that was a big heart. Mm -hmm. She was with Hab and um, friends, and she was just like, where's the marijuana? <laughs> Somebody found her marijuana, and then she like went down in the basement and smoked it. Okay. <laughs> I know. She's like, I know a guy, I can do this. Yeah, she she's a big pothead, apparently. Uh-huh. Did you ever? Did you ever say? I just want to say thank you so much for your work. Probably not, because you no, work with her parents I, and her sister. It's like I just introduced myself um, as somebody who works with her parents, and she was very lovely, and we chatted for a minute. Um, but you know what's funny is I saw her again recently at like this club that she was coming into, and where it was XL. She was in making, New York. Yeah. Okay. She was making an appearance there, and um, I was just like, hey, and she's like. You work at the restaurant, don't you? I was like, yeah, I do. How's it going? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all over now. <laughs> yeah, right. So when did... What uh, spurred the decision to come back to Wisconsin? Um, I developed, like, anxiety. Like, major anxiety. And I wasn't, like, medicated at the time. So I couldn't, like, go outside of my apartment without just being, like... Get away from me, everybody, you know? Really? Yeah. So that gradual, it must have been a gradual, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. And, but eventually got to the point where you really did not want to leave the apartment. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, you seem very, like, level-headed, but is that because you've been here now? I think so, yeah. Just now that I have, like, my support system, like, some, like my family, and, um... And I have my space, and yeah. I have my world, and, uh... This is a very proper one-bedroom apartment. That's nice. It's yeah. very proper. Yeah. I love it here. Um... I, I actually watched them build that building out there, and that was a nightmare. But now it's cute. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> yeah. But it was loud for, like, a full year. What is the vibe, like, what is the the difference between New York and here? Um, this is just, like, a mini New York. It actually reminds me of Williamsburg, mm-hmm. Madison. Um, very, lots of artists. I mean, you can, you can do everything here. Like, Hamilton's in town, and, like, um, a ton of art galleries and live music everywhere. Um, big venues, big names come to the Sylvie, which is, like, right across the street. Um, it just has everything I need, but in, like, a smaller dose, you yeah. know? Um, and I feel like I'm saving for the future. I feel like, I, I don't know. It was hard. Like, I, like, breaking up in New York is not an easy thing. Like, I got this book. Oh, is this, yeah, there's two books. There's one that's, oh, well, it's goodbye to all that. And it's like, like, I think eight writing short stories about people falling in love and then falling out of love with New York. Aren't they all writers too? Yeah. It's like 18 writers write about leaving New York. Yeah. And then there's a, a, a sister book that's... Is there? Yeah, it's about like, I could never leave or something. Like 18 writers write about how they ne- they could never leave New York. Oh yeah. They're next to each other. Well, a lot of people think that and then eventually you just have to reassess. Yeah. Mm. And for you it was a, a physical... Yeah, it, it was. It manifested itself physically. It did. Yeah. Which is usually where the answers to life come, right? It's through your body. Yeah. You know? You have to listen to that. You have to, like, pay attention to how you're feeling. And, um... And treat yourself right. Like, if you're... If your intuitions are telling you that you have to make a change, you have to listen to them. Yeah. Like, anyone who's made, like, a big change in their life that I know, it's always been for the better. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to pull the trigger sometimes, but, yes. like... It always is something good. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're nurturing yourself, and you should. Yeah. Like don't put yourself through pain if you don't have to. Right. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, you realized, I don't have to be here. Yeah. It took me a full year of feeling horrible to finally, you know, turn in my recognition from my job, um, sever my lease, uh... And say goodbye to everybody and the city itself. Um, oh my gosh, I donated so much stuff to Goodwill. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like... But yeah, but then I got back and everything was cool. Uh-huh. I think the one thing that I noticed is that... Um, I thought that I was going to get here and with all of my New York experience be able to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed that... I mean, professionally? Yeah. I mean, yes. I felt like like life would be a breeze. But, um, right. I mean, I stopped telling people I even live there because they just roll their eyes. They're just like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I just don't feel the need to tell anybody anymore. It's like my, my journey. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They're not impressed. No, not at all. Interesting. I guess I was like a little bit... I had a little bit of an inflated ego when I got here. Uh-huh, that was taken down. Yeah, definitely. But probably healthy, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because how much of your identity had been wrapped up in living in New York? Um, I guess I definitely tried to maintain, like, my, like, core values, um, just being from Wisconsin. I was always proud of that. But, uh, I don't know, I... 
I got along with New York very well for a long, long time. Well, it sounds like when you <laughs> when your introduction to it is the first class flight, and yeah, then papering the house of bars and yes, yeah, going on go sees. I, mean, I understand that it's work, but it's also a little bit like yeah. New York called you. Yeah, basically, it really it opened the doors to me. I never had experienced anything real negative while I was there. Like, I'd never mm-hmm. felt like threatened or unsafe or. Yeah anything i just it was just always like a beautiful day <laughs> for so long <laughs> wow but but slowly but surely the, the anxiety yeah. got to you uh-huh. and you haven't experienced any anxiety here no no not at all this is good and you work at cooper's tavern yep is that your only job yep and you enjoy it yeah i do it's really good have you been there since you moved here yeah i've been there for about four years wow yeah and you're able to save a certain amount of money every month yeah so i'm their event manager so like oh wow yeah so i do all of those parties up there that you saw oh great and we're busy all the time and it's yeah. great because like it's, it's like a great a, view yeah it's a great view. A great it's space a great venue great location um yeah and i have an awesome staff to work with like uh-huh. it's just a really good place now love you yeah. have not found had a boyfriend since you moved back to you no i haven't did you have a boyfriend in new york i did i had um i had two boyfriends in new york of like a couple years each. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how'd you meet them? Um, I met Josh uh, online, and he and I were really compatible. But he was like kind of a player, mm. <laughs> and I just like was like, "You get one strike and you're out of here." Uh huh. So he, Wisconsin boy. Yeah. He he broke my heart, but um. Because he cheated. Yeah. Oh. And then he moved back to Los Angeles, and I was like, "All right." That sounds like it's fine that he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was, I still did enjoy spending time with him. And then there was Sebastian. Well, everybody did. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And Sebastian. Sebastian, um, we met at a bar and it was very like a meet cute. Like I could tell he was checking me out and oh, then we nice. finally like talked and like, you know, yeah. Um, but he, I don't think he was out to his family. Okay. And, um, and he would like refer to me as his like girlfriend, Joanne. Okay. <laughs> because I worked at Joanne. And okay. Like, ha, ha, ha. like, where are you staying, Sebastian? It's like, oh, my girlfriend's house. And I would hear him talking to his mom and stuff. And um, and you didn't like that? No, I did not. Well, I did they like, think you were a woman? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, haha, isn't this funny? And you're like, um, that's not my name. No. Yeah. And so eventually you had enough of that and that was the end of that. Basically, yeah. But it was like two years each. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, did you have fun sleeping around or did you never do that? Not really, No. I haven't been the type to participate in, like, the hookup culture. Do you think that... I'm reading Jonathan Van Ness's book. Oh, yeah. How is it? It's really good. One of them I should send it to you. so gorgeous. He's like... This cute little moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's really good. And he wrote about how he went through a phase where he was, like, hooking up with a lot of people. And Mm. it was because he writes really... He's really self-aware about how he was making up for something that he thought he was lacking. Attention or... His sexuality, like not, mm-hmm. you know, not paying attention to this part of himself. I wonder if you felt like so much was, so much attention was paid to your looks and sort of how gorgeous you were, and that you were maybe validated in those ways that you didn't feel like you had to sleep around to feel good about yourself. Yeah, my thought. I don't know. Tell me if this is like, um, this is like arrogant, but I was just like, I just don't want anyone else to have me. It's like I want me the most. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that stupid? No, it's not. I mean, it sounds very healthy, actually. I was like, you don't get to have this. This is all mine. Wow. Yeah. And how much of that do you think is 
Did like do people always tell you you were good looking? I mean, some sometimes. And then being a model in New York, that New York called you. That that like is a boost. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I had. I was pretty confident, but um, I just I really wanted like that one person, you know. Yeah. And if if I could sense that they just wanted like to sleep with me or whatever, it would be such a turn off. Yeah. You know, I needed something with more substance, maybe a sense of humor. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, asking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> In New York, someone who wants to settle down and has a sense of humor. It was not the right place. It's like the perfect place to be single. It really is. Like, there's so many options and like, everyone's like, got, everyone has a pretty witting personality, I must say. Yeah. Like, you have to be witty. You have to be smart. You have to be like... Like different to right. live to live in New York, so, right? Yeah, but there is always bigger, better deal. Yeah, mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what always. if something better came around? Always, yeah. Did you? But you didn't necessarily feel that way with your boyfriends. You were like, okay, this is good. I'm gonna mm-hmm. like ride this as long as I can. Yes. Or like while it's still good. Mm-hmm. So because that's you're that breed of guy. It's like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in this other place, but I'm actually my intentions are still the same. Yes. What do you think has made it so you don't have a boyfriend in Madison? Oh. And do you care about how attractive they are? I mean, no, not really. No, much. definitely not. It's not about that. Because did you find? Do you find that like you? It's sort of hard to date out of your league, right? I guess. Because you're like, I was a model in New York, so how out of your league can I be? I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm avoiding the hookup culture, one hundred percent. And um, I don't know. I've been referred to as being very aloof. Mm-hmm. Like by my best friend AJ. I don't know if you met him or not, but anyways, um, he. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing to be honest. Like I'm like romantic little wise. Yeah, like I just don't know why I'm like so unavailable. Have you not had sex for four years? No, I haven't. You haven't had sex for four years? No, not like full sex. There's been like other things, but not like that. No, Eric. Not. I know. Eric. There's other things like I mean I. I They've had people over and stuff. Yeah. Um, but never, like, to that full. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. From 28 to 32? Yeah. Wow. That's weird. Well, and you're, because you're waiting for someone who would be, has the potential for more substantive relationship. Yeah, I am. I just feel like there's something wrong with me, but I'm just kind of going with it. <laughs> you think there's something wrong with you? Well, like, I don't know why I, like... Like, I'm not more promiscuous, and I'm just, like, I want to be, I should be, but, like, I don't know. I think most people feel the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, like, I, I feel like I have a pretty high sex drive, and that it can, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, and it can also make me feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Like, why do I want to have sex this often? Yeah. But you're kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. You're really like, I'm okay not doing this. Yeah. I just... Uh, well, okay, so Madison has, like, a very young population. Yes. Being a college town. Right. And so... Like, that, I don't want a new 22-year-old <clears throat> every four years. No, I'm just looking for somebody, like, as similar to me. Like, if not older, you know, yeah. like, kind of would rather date somebody older. Yeah. Somebody who's, like, out of college, got their shit together. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what everyone wants. Yeah. Uh, How much do you think people want to be with someone who has their shit together because they don't? Oh, I don't know. I think that it's becoming... People just want an equal. Yes. Like, when I was growing up, or when I was younger, like 10 years ago or something, very common for, like, one guy to be, like, pay for everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my boyfriend Josh would pay for everything. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And then Sebastian would pay for a lot of stuff, too. Um, 
but now, now, like, as you get older, you just want, you want there to be a lot of give and take, like, and keep things balanced, you know, you don't want to give somebody, like, too much of the power, because then they have the power to take it away, Mm -hmm. so you got to be able to, like, stand on your own, um, and do it with grace, you know what I mean, like, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Do you feel like you've exhausted Tinder and Hinge because you've already yeah. been on those five dates and they didn't go well and yeah. that's the only ones you would go out for? Yeah, first dates are really exhausting. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? It depends. Sometimes yeah. they're invigorating, I find. Yeah. But but those would be the exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, I tell, I'm nervous beforehand all the time, but, uh, well, I'm nervous for anything, but uh, for a date especially, I'll just tell myself, ask them about them. People love to talk about themselves. That's true. But then if you start doing that, some people will really go. <laughs> and like if you ask a follow up they will follow up answer <laughs> and so eventually I, I go from like being nervous to being kind of like eye rolly I know everything about you now <laughs> yeah which is not really the most conducive I mean it, at no point in that am I actually being vulnerable which is maybe mm-hmm. one reason why it's not more fruitful I guess yeah but there's only so much you can do at, on a first date besides feel their vibe and figure out if you want to go on a second one mm-hmm. I mean everyone's already so nervous and it's like who got there first and who already paid for their drink and should you and then who asked who out and then what's going on and who have they hooked up with that you already hooked up with and who they know that you already know yeah in a town like this I'm assuming yeah definitely I mean yeah um do you have any like horrible date memories uh oh yeah I mean I did a musical theater guy it was my first uh okay cupid and only okay cupid date okay (laughs) I was 21 he was 19 so we got coffee at 9pm at Veselka on the lower you know Vasilka on the Lower East Side? I can't think of it. It's like a Hungarian restaurant. I think it's uh, Hungarian. Okay. Um, or Turkish. But uh, we had coffee at 9 p.m. and I was so nervous and then the coffee made me even more jittery and then uh, and he talked with his hands a lot and kept hitting the table. Oh gosh. Did that trigger like, like a little bit like... Ugh. He was just like musical theater in this little booth. And it, was, <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. But then he um, was Captain America on a Disney cruise. He had just booked that job so... He told me all about that. That's kind of cool. Then another guy I dated is, was um, Simba on a Disney cruise. Really? So I realized that I, I'm like hot enough to get the cruise version of all of these <laughs> Disney guys. Yeah. I'm not quite at mainland, oh, but... that's funny. Yeah. But I, I can get like cruise hot. <laughs> trapped on a vessel, Simba. Oh my god, that's super <laughs> funny. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had a terrible... Well, I feel like if you want a terrible date in Madison, you're going to run into them again. I suppose. I'm trying to think. I must have some kind of example where I'm just like, I gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah, one guy, um... Okay, one guy I went on a date with. His name is Elliot. I just, like, love the name Elliot. He's just, like, he's just so cute. And I was like, alright, let's meet up, you know? Mm-hmm. So we meet up, and he's, like, a total, like, schizophrenic. Like, like... Can't sit still. Couldn't sit still, and, like was making the strangest comments I'd ever heard. Like, he wasn't eating his food. Like, he was just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, pulls out a Rubik's Cube. And he's like, mess it up. Just mess it up. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, looking at the other tables, like, I'm like, just so weird. So I mess it up, you know what I mean? I, I give it hell. And like, he does like, flip it back into like, perfect order. And then he has like, the other tables to do it. I'm like, oh my god. Wow. You're like, I don't know him. Yeah, that was really weird. Wow. And then he told me his life story. Like, all the drugs he's done and like, all this stuff. It was just such a turn off. (laughs) Maybe edit his name out of that. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, no, no. He'll never. (laughs) 
I just <laughs> like, wouldn't want to make him feel bad. He he wouldn't have the attention span, attention span to listen this long. That's either. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you optimistic? Do, do you want to stay here for? Could you see yourself here for mm-hmm. ever? Yeah. And so you're optimistic, I guess that means mm-hmm. to find a life partner here. Yeah, I think it'd be so great to find somebody in Madison. It's a really beautiful town. Yeah, it I've is. honestly fell in love the past like three have you? days. Yes. Because I went on a long run down by the water and the university. Yeah. And I've already, like, Googled master's program in interdisciplinary theater, etc. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... And I'm like, okay, yep, cross-departmental, yeah. go your own. You would love it. I think you would fit in really well here. Do some site-specific performance art, just, like, yeah. start some festivals, work with the undergrads. Like, let's Seriously. get going. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... I, I have a real chance to be happy here. Yeah. Like, there's a real chance. It's real life. It's real very real here. And you'd say you have a 100% <clears throat> chance of being happy here. What? You have a 100% chance of being happy here. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, the only downside, I guess, to living in Madison is that all the surrounding area in Wisconsin is all farmland. Yeah. So really, we can we'd call it like the bubble of Madison. Yeah. But it's, it's perfect. Yeah. So is the bubble of New York. That's true, yeah. I call it a dome. More yeah, like you guys are more of like a dome, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is the thing that New York taught you, and what's the thing that Madison has taught you? Okay, uh, New York... I think New York just taught me that, um, it just, it, you, like, taught me, like, acceptance of, like, everybody. Because, like, you would walk down the streets and you could basically travel the world. I mean, you you know, I remember having to go, like, through Chinatown to Little Italy to, like, Chelsea. Like, it just, so many different cultures are all just, like, thrown into one. And I, like, haven't done, like as much traveling as as I would like to, but I feel um, a little more worldly just from living there. Um, And then from Madison, I just, like, I don't know, this is just, like, a great place to build. Like, I'm just, like, steady building a foundation for me and my future here. Um, The consistency is awesome. Like, I just love, like, knowing what's gonna... I don't know. It's, like, you're creating what you want to, like, what you what you want for yourself basically it's a more it's like a more mature like place for mm-hmm. me you know mm-hmm. i mean new york like stay out all night you know and like here it's like they make you go home at two <laughs> <laughs> right I, yeah so like yeah it's just a little more simple here mm-hmm. that's for sure and what have all your relationships in your life had in common um They're all, um, like, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Like, their personality types were, like, a gentleman, like, would hold the door for you. Uh-huh. You know? And so you are looking for that. In yeah. The next. Very old-fashioned romantic, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Are you dating anybody? No. Really? No. I am single. It's better that way. <laughs> it's... It's a. It's one of the ways you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you find, I, I get the sense that you feel that you have a full life here, and that yeah. a partner would would add to that. I think so. I absolutely believe that. And what what role do you think a partner? What role do you want a partner to play in your life? Um, I want them. I want to know other people's like secrets, like their secret favorite hangout spot or their secret hike or like 
I just want it to be let into somebody else's world and like love every little piece of it. I just find that very exciting. Um, and I would love to share mine with somebody too because I feel like I have a lot of um, secrets. <laughs> secrets like not like in my mind but like just like physical places like favorite things, favorite foods. Um, you know what I mean? Like I just want to yeah. share that with somebody. It's special. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's um, predestined that you'll find it. I hope so. You're putting out too much good mojo, I think, for it to not. I'm, um, I'm honestly thinking, I have a feeling it's going to happen when I'm 40. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? No. Like 32. I mean, are, you wi- are you witchy like that? No. <laughs> no, I just have a feeling that, that 40 is going to be like the best years of my life for some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Spoken like a true Wisconsin gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I know. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Eric. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was really fun.